Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Hoss. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Hello and welcome to Myths episode 103. I'm Matt Hoss and uh, across... Oh yeah, the... oh yeah, you drink... Oh, look at that. Oh yeah, you drink that. Oh my goodness, look at that. Oh my <laughs> god, that's nice. What are you doing? Oh yeah, you... you. Oh yeah, look at that. What are you doing? That that. Oh, Matt? Oh my god, oh my god, I thought I was watching porn. Oh my god, Matt, what are you doing on my screen? Why are you on my screen? Oh my goodness, what are you doing? I didn't know well, we were missing right now. Well, I think something else is on your screen. <laughs> if that's uh, if that's what, what you how did you did you zoom me? I didn't even know I clicked accept. How long yeah. have you been watching me? It's it, for a good half an hour. Half an hour? What? Yeah. And you know, I thought you would have been finished by now, but I thought that's just I, I thought even, wait, wait I haven't, minutes. Even, I haven't even started. You know how you know how it takes me to get into these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're one of these guys that takes, you know, one session takes at least six hours. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm so embarrassed that you've been. My webcam's just been on. I mean, how many other people do you reckon have been? Do- oh my, well, I hope. So, oh god, this is actually it's a Zoom chat where I've invited uh, lots of our fans along. So all of our fans have been watching for the last like uh, half an hour. It's been pretty, pretty intense. Actually. Wow, <laughs> it's, oh, it's what you get. It's what you get if you subscribe to the Patreon. Dan masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now we're here. We may as well. Uh, how are you doing? I guess you want to do an episode, do you? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, yes. Let's, let's do a myth. Um, yeah, well, as as... no worries. Oh, well, if you want, Dan, knock one out during as well. Like, uh, it doesn't. Uh, I'm not in the always, same room with you this episode. Always, so, hey, you know. it doesn't stop me when you are in the same room. You know this. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And there's been many times like there's we use a code because uh, whenever I say Dan, can I uh, can I blow a raspberry in your belly button? He's always like, uh, no, you can't wank off in front of me. Thank you. <laughs> you do ask to blow a raspberry on my belly button a lot, and it is weird. <laughs> it's not weird. It's friendship. <laughs> it's definitely not friendship. <laughs> oh god. Okay, if you okay, listener, if you think that. Uh, blowing a raspberry on your co-host's belly is weird. Uh, tweet in at Miss Podcast because I don't think it is. I put a poll up, and if you think it's if you think it's uh, normal, let us know. We gotta because I think it's normal. We usually don't want to do it like it's some kind of weird like pre-episode ritual. You're like, all right, we'll uh, start in a couple of minutes. Let me just just lift up your top, and I'll blow. Around. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? I don't want to. <laughs> I I remember like. We, uh, I did my, my tour show in February and uh, me, you and a couple of my friends went out to drinks afterwards and we ordered a bowl of uh, chips from Weatherspoons and I uh, and Dan offered me a chip very thankfully because Dan likes to uh, order chips uh, wherever he goes. It's like his thing. It's like, uh, and I, uh, he offered me a chip with some ketchup. And I got the chip and I dipped it like a like a drumstick hitting a tom, like. And he was like, "Matt, you're so weird. Do you remember that?" Yeah, I do. You like molded. You like. <laughs> I don't know how to describe the way you multiple dipped the chip into the ketchup. It was like, yeah, like you said, it was like hitting a drumstick against like um, a marching band, like yeah, like, yeah. Dig-a-dig-a-dig-a-dig-a. like, and it made like this horrible. 
<laughs> as you like slap this thick chip, chunky chip against this like blob of ketchup multiple times in quick succession. Me and your friends were like, what? As you said to my friends, and like, if Matt does something, he always has to do it in a really weird way. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, that is prime. Uh, it happened in the first five minutes. And, and I'd never really met these people before. And I was like, this just some, like, we all, I didn't know them and they didn't know me, but we all knew you. We were only there through you, right? Yeah. And, and so no one knew each other apart from through you. And uh, oh, no, I vaguely knew some people from uni. I knew their faces and stuff. Um, and I was like, wow, we're really united by our. Um, <laughs> and our the thing is, which is absolutely weirdo. And the thing is that I, I've worked with them before and uh, one of them was in my uni class and they they know, for example, like they were like, yeah, we understand. He, and they shared stories of me being weird as well. Like uh, I remember like I used to be like, um, I yeah, with uh, the, oh God, so many stories. Uh, if I've ever been weird to you, tweet us on this podcast. <laughs> Let us know. Keep in touch. That's about um, to be trending on Twitter now. Yeah, hashtag weird. how many people will, uh, yeah. <laughs> All 300,000 of our fans. Oh, um, so, uh, Dan, you've probably been wondering uh, how I've been doing in the lockdown. I haven't, but you're going to tell me, aren't you? <laughs> no, I don't have to. If you want, <laughs> we can do more wank material. I can, tell you you ex- <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you exactly what you've been doing. Uh, in uh, the okay, lockdown. No, that's good. This is good. Right. I want you to, uh, you have to guess. Uh, I'm going to give you three chances. You have to try and guess all three correct. Do you know how I know the answer? How? Because it's probably what you did every day when you didn't have a job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see how well you know me. It's like the Matt Hoss quiz, but like for terminal unemployment because comedy isn't a career anymore. Well, it never was uh, if you were me. I reckon you, uh, I reckon you wake up. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, incorrect. Incorrect. I don't. I'm still in bed. Um, the, first thing you, the first person you speak to will be your cat. Yeah. Yeah. So you is. have a shower and all that stuff, but then you, in terms of the actual daily routine, you definitely talk to your cat and you have a little fuss with your cat. Yeah. Well, I do that during um, the night as well. Yeah, yes. I reckon you're probably, you can actually be quite productive. So I reckon you'll probably do some kind of, I reckon that morning when you first go up is probably when you're most like, oh, I know from previous experience when I stayed over at yours and then we've done episodes in the morning, you're quite productive in the morning. So I think you'd be, that's when you do your admin, maybe like emailing, um, doing the comedy admin for like gigs um kind of mm-hmm. doing all that sorting that out uh, well, uh, then that, i reckon that's technically incorrect because i have no comedy admin to do anymore so i'm just kind of like that's true like, that's well, true okay that's uh, true well, i'm I thinking do... about old well doing work then okay you do your yeah, work yeah, yeah for sure. like yeah stuff in mind um i reckon at some point um some form of video game definitely plays a factor a massive factor. What video games do you think I'm playing? Quite a significant factor. Oh, God knows what. You you, you change, you, you complete video games so quickly, it's hard to know which one you're on. Do, do you think it's going to be like a, a quite a modern popular game or something a bit niche and weird? I think you're probably onto something quite niche and weird now. Yeah. Uh, the last game I complete. Well, I've been playing a lot of Civilization VI, which is a strategy game, which I've been um, doing quite a lot. I've been Twitch live streaming as well because you know, because uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I, you know, I have a lot of. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I was thinking, how could I be less attractive to girls in this lockdown? Let's how many? <laughs> how many people? Um, so Twitch. Am I right in thinking that's when you like live stream you playing a game and people watch yes. you playing the game? Mm-hmm. Yes. How many people watch you playing the game? Upwards of one person. 
Oh, God. Um, what else do you probably do on lockdown? I reckon you've been playing a lot of music, probably a lot of guitar and drums and stuff. Yes, actually. And um, here's the thing. Which well, Dan, do you think this is... I'm going to say something, which I, you have to tell me whether you think it's peak Matt Hoss or is it maybe not quite you expected. But uh, what I've done is I've created a playlist of uh, a Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and a fan fiction plot to meet the, the music and I'm doing all the voices in between. That is so Matt Hoss. <laughs> the things you do in your own time are just so... Do you know that time? I, this is... I remember ages and ages ago when you... You phoned me. I was at the train station getting my train back home from work. And Matt phoned me. And I, he was like, hey, just wanted to talk to you about the podcast we're going to record at the weekend. I said, yeah, no worries. He talked a bit about, you know, believe it or not, viewers, uh, listeners, we actually do um, some kind of production admin about what we get, what Mr. Did. And we were talking and I was at the train station. I remember because it was quite loud. And I could barely hear you. And, and you mentioned, it was around the time Bohemian Rhapsody had come out the film about Queen and yeah. you were talking and I was like, Oh, what have you, you said, Oh, what have you been up to? I said, Oh, I've been at work. I said, what have you been up to? And then you like joked and mumbled something. You like laughed and mumbled something. And I was like, Oh, what did you say? And I thought what you said you did is you wrote a 3000 word essay <laughs> on Queen. I thought that's what you said you did. And I was like, that can't be what he said he did all day. So I asked you again, like I put my finger to my ear so I could, I could hear the reception better because obviously I was at a busy train station. Yeah. I said, sorry, mate, just, just repeat that. And you were like, oh, no, I, I, yeah, I, did a, I wrote an essay on Queen. It's 3,000 words. Do you want to read it? Like, no, I do not want to read that. Yeah, I was like, oh, and you did that, didn't you? That's the thing that you did. Yeah, and do what makes it worse is that I, I genuinely, not even joking. I think you submitted it or something to somewhere. I, I read that essay out loud on a first date before. What? Yeah, like, did you see why did you do these things? She was interested in Queen, and I had to give her my thoughts. How long did it take to read a 3,000 word essay? It must have taken quite a few minutes. Oh, like, I lost confidence in it in the first paragraph. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. This whole intro has been just about how weird you are. I like it. Um, well, talking about my um, my botched love life, I think we're going to be talking about another botched love life in our, in our North Smith today. And shall we get Ooh, cracking on with that? Let's get crack on, yeah. What a lovely segue. Here we go. Hey there, my name is Matt Huss, and in this link, I have an American accent, and I advocate the safe use of missed podcasts in small doses. Dan, you don't you don't think I'm that weird, do you? No, you're okay. It's, uh, I mean, those things did all happen though. So we'll let the, I, I, I won't say yeah. if you're weird or not weird. I'll just let listeners know that everything we just discussed in the intro did actually happen. <laughs> and then we'll let them decide. Yeah, that's, that'll be our third poll of the week as well. Trend, weird Matt will be very trending. Um, but yeah, um, as ever, we, we do uh, a North Smith. Well, we're doing, um, we're doing North Smiths at the moment. We're really enjoying it. We've had a lot of fun. Uh, uh, Dan, what do you think the biggest difference between Norse myths is from Greek and Roman myths? Um, different gods, because it's from different culture. Uh, yes, but I mean, for you, like, what, 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 do you, what do you think is the biggest difference so far? <laughs> um, I love it when I yeah. can you, Can you just yeah. bulldoze through? Yeah, because um, I, I, I saw it, and I was like, I'm not having that. I'm not, I'm not going to accept that for a, a little... Yeah. Like, you can finish yourself off later. Go on. Um, so just for the reference, I wasn't actually masturbating. You know, I did actually know that we were doing this. <laughs> yeah, he always says that. 
um, what was um, what is the difference? I feel like they're. Um, I like the Greek gods because they actually seem more human than the Greek gods. Now, I know the Greek gods are also very human. They're very fallible. They sleep around. They make horrific decisions. Um, but the, there's something about the Norse gods. They just feel that little bit more humble. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah so it's a bit more down to, ironically, down to earth or down to mid to God. <laughs> yeah, and I also like that. Uh, <laughs> nice. I also like that. There's the whole Yggdrasil. Sorry, I said that wrong. Yggdrasil. Um, that, that whole thing about how it's all like nine worlds um, connected as opposed to Greek is just kind of, you've got Mount Olympus and then you've got um, Greek and Roman is just the gods and the humans. There's not really like a huge, um, it's not as much mythology there in terms of like different creatures and stuff. I mean, you do have weird creatures. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, uh, Today, uh, we're going to be talking about two people in particular, uh, a love story of sorts, and we're going to be talking about Freya and Gerd. Have you heard of them before? I haven't, no. Well, let's, let's find out a lot more about them. Freya, was it Frey? Let's go, let's go for Frey. I think that's Frey, because his sister's Freya, right? Yes, well... Uh, Freya, let... Freya, of course, from episode 100, where he, um, you know, she's hot and Thor dresses <laughs> up as her in, uh, to get into his hammer back. Yes, I do listen back to that, um, if you like cucumber. Uh, so Frey was the son of the Vanir Njord and the twin brother of Freya. So a Vanir god, not the Aesir god. Uh, according to Norse mythology, Frey and his father were sent to live with the Aesir as hostages in the peace agreement at the end of the Aesir Vinyl War, as we discussed in episode 95. We have discussed that. Uh, Frey is the god of fertility, prosperity, and good harvest. So, like a um, kind of like a, a, a fertility god, uh, so to speak. Uh, as for Gerd, she is uh, said to be the daughter of Gimir, a little known Jotun, and Orboda. Uh, so she's a giant as well. So Gimir, uh, so Gerd is a giant. Um, so here's the myth. That's a very of... giant name, isn't it, Gerd? They always get really. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh my Gerd! That should be the title of the episode. Oh, it should, yeah. Um, I'm also, I think I've seen it in other places that Gerd's mother could be Angaboda, which I believe is Loki's mistress. We might have covered that in the previous episode. Who knows? Like, at Who this knows? point, it would be good if we kept references of what we know. <laughs> but we, we, <laughs> yeah. we kind of like fishers that we forget it, uh, everything on every uh, week and we have to try and remind ourselves. Um, but anyway, uh, the myth of how Frey fell in love begins with Frey sitting on Hlifskjöf, which is Odin's throne, where he looked uh, over all the worlds. As he set his eyes on Jotunheim, the homeland of the Jotar, I guess the giants. The gods saw... Giants. <laughs> Are you like a Norse translator? <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, can you, uh, can you uh, um, give me the... Uh, give me, can you give me the, uh, the Norse translation? He'll scoffed. Um, well, I suppose, I suppose, you know, direct translation, uh, he'll scoff means um, Odin's throne. I wonder why you knew that was, you're very smart, Dan. If only we covered that like a minute ago. Um, <laughs> um, so he set his eyes on Jotunheim, and the gods saw a maiden walking towards a house on an estate. 
it's nice that he's looking over across the whole world and he's able to get this microscopic view. It's like a, it's like a Google satellite, isn't it? Yeah, it's very crazy. Because Norse mythology, it sounds like um, him looking out to everywhere and he can even see this fair maiden walking across Jotunheim. It's like a Big Brother 1984, like this, do you know what I mean? Like totalitarian Absolutely. state where he can just see everything. Well, you know what? But this is like, but this is, I guess, why it's different from... This is what a, a novel thing for Norsemiths as well to have that kind of like voyeurism, which we don't really get to see elsewhere as well. And uh, and I guess like Zeus did it in Greasemiths, but I think Freya might have a bit more of a, a noble heart than Zeus. But anyway, yeah, um, I feel like Odin's a better person than Zeus. Zeus used his omnipotence to be a, an asshole, basically, whereas Odin not really. Although maybe maybe we'd find out he's spying on fair maidens as they walk across. Well, <laughs> they uh, walk uh, go about their day. Uh, Freya is not Odin, by the way, but uh, um, it's just Odin's throne. But uh, um, but yes, anyway. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. I, this whole time I thought Odin was the one that's sitting on the throne. Okay, well that's weird how they can just sit on each other's thrones. <laughs> well, it was. It's quite strange that he's technically a hostage, and he's like, "I'm gonna sit on the king's throne." That's like what? That's like that's like getting uh, hired as an intern and sitting in your CEO's chair for the day. That's like yeah. a bit mental, isn't it? Um, but Dan, have you ever uh, have you ever spied on a girl from afar? No. Yeah, have you ever sat next to a girl on a train and stalked yes, her? Yes, I have. I have. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I don't even know what episode that was referenced in, but. We'll that no, I, you know, what? I don't think it is referenced. I think it's just it's just from our personal conversations. Uh, um, so, as the maiden opened the door to, of the house. Um, brightness gleamed from our hands, both over sky and sea, and all the worlds were illuminated uh, of her. Frey was immediately lovestruck and removed himself from Odin's throne with much sorrow. It sounded like he was stuck to the chair there. Like, it was like, <laughs> yeah. like he, was doing, he was doing other stuff on that chair as well. Like sticking yeah, he's him. definitely been fapping off. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, he was on the Zoom call to a missed podcast. And then... Uh, then <laughs> When Freya returned home, his melancholy was perceived by his father, who bade Skirnir, one of Freya's servants, to ask his master what was bothering him. <laughs> so, hang on. so his father doesn't have the kind of father-son relationship where he can just ask him. He has to get a servant to do it. <laughs> yeah. He's so, like, middle class or upper class. It's like, He's um, like, I would, my son looks upset. Someone find out what's wrong with him. But why don't you <laughs> ask him? It's your son. No. Um, no, I'm I'm the patriarch, so therefore I cannot have any emotions towards my family members. Yeah, exactly. The servant Skirnith did so and found out about Frey's dilemma. In the Gilfagening, the god then <laughs> sends Skirnith to woo the maiden, promising him a reward for his efforts. I think that's a book of the poetic Eda, by the way, isn't it? The Gilf Gilfagening. Uh, <laughs> it's nice. You, you smashed that first pronunciation, but then the second one was like blah 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 blah. <laughs> Well, um, Gilfagening, it sounds weird, but is that a book from the Poetic Eda or something, is it? No, I actually, I don't, I think it's a different, it's slightly different actually, because I think, uh, um, I think the Poetic Eda might be something different, but it's certainly of the same akin. But I, I like the idea that uh, uh, his dad um, sends someone to woo someone on someone else's behalf as well. It's kind of like, uh, like sending your friend across the playground to tell someone that you like her, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, you're getting your friend, it's funny. So he's told his, uh, his servant to woo the maiden. Skirnir yeah. requested a horse and a sword from Freya. Both the horse and the sword that Frey gives Skirnir are magical objects, as the former could pass through magical flames, whilst the latter could fight on its own, if wielded by a worthy hero. What? Hold on. Like, the, 
the sword fights by itself. Yeah, That's and the horse crazy. can go through magical flames. <laughs> that that is that is heavy metal at its peak, isn't it? A horse going through flames and a, a, a self-fighting sword. Wow. Yeah, Love that's it. pretty Viking. Do you know what? You're right, though. It is weird, though, that it's not... Why is Frey not going? Why is he telling his servant to do it? Uh, maybe he's still stuck to the, the, the come throne. <laughs> yeah, true. He's <laughs> like, oh, Dad, you need to go for me. It's like, for goodness so sake. His servant like... is going to woo the, the, the giant maiden woman. And uh, Okay. Um, if someone sent you a servant of theirs trying to woo you, Dan, do you reckon you would be impressed? Or would it be like, um, why isn't he talking to me himself? Yeah, I think I would be. As an adult, you'd be like, why isn't he doing it himself? It's weird. Um, oh, but if you were sent as a servant to woo someone that you weren't, you were an agent on someone else's behalf, how would you woo that person? I'd be like, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> you'd have to be the ultimate wingman, wouldn't you? Skirna is the ultimate wingman. Yeah! He's going to roll up in a, in a, a flame retardant horse and a magical sword. <laughs> and he's going to be like, yo, what's up? I got my homeboy back home. He's real, real into you. He really likes you. You want to like? I'm... Here's his number. Yeah. yeah. If you think I'm red, check out my guy Frey, yo. Like... Yeah, he's really busy. He's um, in a chair right now. He's doing God <laughs> stuff. Okay, nothing weird. Nothing weird. He's not doing anything weird whilst looking at you. He's, he hasn't even looked at you actually. Uh, I should go back. Sorry, madam. I've wasted your time. Let me just to be clear. He's not a creep. He's a good friend of mine. Well, I'm not that good a friend. I'm his servant. He's making me do this. Well, actually, he, well, okay. I wanted this. Well, I didn't really. His dad told me because he's not man enough to. Let me go back. I'm sorry. No, come back. Come back. <laughs> you are the ultimate wingman. Yeah. Also, can we just say something? We kind of, we both kind of glossed over very fast, Dan. That um, we like. Why did she illuminate the sky and the sea? Her, she opened up a door, and then her hands she, she created light. What's that all about? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's another classic Norse mythology where they give you incredible <laughs> exposition and then never reference it again. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, hopefully it'll turn up again. But you know what? It's kind of like, a, it's a bit like um, the cult film The Room where there's so many plot elements that they just leave and never gets picked up ever again as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now that's an analogy right there. That is, that's good. All right, so Skirnir eventually arrives at Gimir's house where he attempts to woo Gerd. So uh, Skirnir's first attempt is to purchase Gerd's love for Freya with precious gifts. Firstly, with 11 golden apples and then a magic gold ring that belonged to Odin, which is uh, probably Dropnir. Do you remember what Dropnir is, Dan? Yeah, isn't it one of the ring, like one of the cool objects that was forged by the dwarves that were given to people. Yeah, and I think if you wore it, it created eight copies of itself. So That's it, can... yes. Yeah, yeah, it keeps multiplying. Uh, Gerd refuses the gifts, telling Skirnir that there is uh, that there is enough gold in her father's house. She's okay, very but... modest. Yeah, it is quite... She... And she, I like it, because she's a bit like, this random guy turns up, gives her 11 apples and a ring, and going, oh, my master loves you. It's like, oh, no, leave me alone. That's a bit creepy, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, she's I like, think... I don't want his gifts. Like, I don't know who he is. And I think it's kind of coming on quite strong if you give 11 golden apples. And I think that that's a bit passive-aggressive, you know what I mean? And also... Yeah, the... 
the OCD in me is kind of like, why not 12 apples or 10? It's like, why 11? Because that's how many golden apples there are. And uh, the golden apples obviously give you youth as well. So that's, they do, that's, yes. That's quite a significant gift, in all fairness. Yeah, they're uh, really... These are like some big... These are some hard-hitting Norse mythological, like, objects. Uh, Famous mythical objects. Which one would you prefer? Would you prefer 11 golden apples or a magic gold ring? The golden apples are pretty cool because you could keep living. If you're having a good time, you could keep living, couldn't you? <laughs> like I say, if you're having a good time, if you're quite depressed, don't bother. Um, anyway. Seeing that gifts would not persuade Gerd to love Frey, Skirnir changes his strategy and resorts to using threats instead. <laughs> this guy's a... <laughs> Classic horse. A long list of threats follows, including the promise of using Frey's magic sword to slay Gerd and placing various curses on her. Okay, hold on. <laughs> can we can we do a reenactment of that where uh, one of us? Well, I'll be I'll be um, uh, I'll be uh, Gerd, and you can be skiing me. You can give me gifts first, and then then you insult me. Can we do okay, that? Okay. <laughs> oh, hello there. Voice. Hello there. My name is Skirnir. I come from the land of the Azir to talk to you, fair maiden, about the love which my my colleague Fer, um, and friend Frey <laughs> possesses for you. He bears <laughs> gifts, including 11 golden apples to restore your youth and Ooh. Odin's gold magical ring, Dropnir, which will create medical multiples of itself. These are fine gifts, my lady. Please ride this flame retardant horse back with me <laughs> and you can be in love with him forever. Um, that, that's very kind of you, but actually, my farm's got enough gold. I don't actually need any of those things. That's quite all right, thank you. I don't think you quite understand how good these gifts are, fair maiden. Please, uh, he finds you very attractive. He's a very nice guy. I really, I like him a lot. Uh, please, please come with me and just, just meet no, him for dinner, maybe. Just meet I'm, him. I'm fine. I'm fine. Please go on your way. Just There's please, nothing... get, please, madam, please. I, I don't want to force you, but I, I just, I think you're making a big mistake not coming with me and receiving these gifts on behalf of this beautiful man who wants to date you. What are you going to do if I don't go with you? I will kill you with this fucking sword, you bitch. Get on this goddamn horse. I swear to Christ. I don't even want to be here, okay? He's not even that nice a dude, okay? And I'm not even joking. He will fuck you up. Please, just get on this horse. I'm scared Why of this dude. I'm scared of this dude, bitch. Please. For both our sakes, just get on this goddamn horse. He'll probably Why put did... on you. I'm not even joking. Why did you say so? I, I'll be on your horse. Give me two minutes. I'll be right. Of course, that sounds great. <laughs> I love That's probably it. how it went down. Like, because like, I love how like insecure this guy is, and she's like, "No, it's all right." He goes, "You just get on the bike. I, I hate you." And like, he turns very angry very fast as well. It's like, wow, he's very incel. This guy. I think he's just—he's a servant. He don't want to be doing this. <laughs> he wants to. Uh, wants to crack on as well. But, uh, yeah, um, so, uh, what happens in the end, Dan? In the end, Gerd agrees to meet Frey nine days later in a forest called Barry. Skirnir returns to Frey with the good news, though the god is impatient and is not able to wait for nine whole days. Frey expresses his anguish with the following. Long is one night, longer than two. How then shall I bear three? Often to me has a month seemed less than now, half a night of desire. That's a real one we're going to get into. What the fuck? He's trying to get mad, I think. <laughs> he's, he's almost as good as this. In, 
the story comes to an abrupt end. It is generally accepted that after the nine torturous days for Frey, he meets Gerd in Barry, the forest, and the two become husband and wife. Okay. That's kind of the myth, but I'm sad now because this woman doesn't really probably want to be married to him. So she's been forced, let's say, that, look, if you don't marry this dude who you haven't met, he's going to murder your family. <laughs> yes, it's a, very, it's a very short myth, one of the shortest we've done. And it's about, yeah, it's essentially that, right? It's a man being blackmailed, it's a woman being blackmailed into marrying someone. Well, uh, what an upbeat myth. Well, time to rank it. <laughs> quite depressing uh and i kind of feel bad for good because literally someone sees her uh, and then turns up at a door and goes so you have to marry me and then that's it it's not really much of it it feels this is a very greek myth i'd say it is yes very the greek gods would have loved this myth um so we um, we're going to rank this on four different categories out of ten the first one is life skills the practical things that we've learned uh so what are the practical things we learned dan we learn how to sit on a throne and voyeur people. Uh, yes, uh, we learn how to fap off. We learn how to, <laughs> more times than we should have in this episode. <laughs> uh, we've learned how to ride a flame retardant horse and oh, a sword yeah. that fights in its own. We've learned that you, we've learned how to blackmail someone is a big one. <laughs> yeah, how to marry someone in the woods. And I, I kind of... This kind of goes for morals and creativity and WTF, uh, less for life skills. But the idea that, uh, the only one we're marking right now, um, but the, the idea that uh, it's more torturous for Frey, that he's been painting there as like, oh, my heart, oh, it's so hard to wait for nine days. And she's been like in prison for the rest of her life. That's not very... Yeah, great. he's a bit of a dick. Uh, life, um, yeah, how to, mm, uh, how to have a good working relationship like Skinner goes and does this for his master yeah that's true I had to be a good servant how to see from afar yeah how to light up a room yeah that's true I don't it's it's not high no I'm thinking four or five I think a four or five I'm thinking four actually it it does do quite a lot of things but not should we say it's bang average and do a five I think five five okay five it is right morals the kind of ethical things we've learned. Uh, it's, we, we already discussed that one I mentioned earlier about uh, Freya. Uh, Frey being... Uh, Freya's not the good guy here, even though it's betraying him as that. Uh, and the idea you can't really buy love uh, and you also can't threaten love either. Yeah. Um, yeah, like he can, he can make her marry him, but it doesn't mean they're going to be in love. Uh, the idea that... Maybe this... The big moral is basically, it's just a big moral, isn't it, that you shouldn't blackmail people into marrying them. <laughs> well, uh, yes, I think that, that is kind of, but I don't, I'm not sure if, I think that's our moral, but I'm not sure that's what the myth's trying to say. You know what I mean? I no. think it's just, uh, but I think that's for, for us to say. Um, it's not about the material, it's about the, it's about the people as well. So, but apart from that, not a lot else going on, apart from 
for morals, but that's it, a big moral though, and it's it's a genuine moral message. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, five. Five. I think five. Five. This is a bang average. Uh, okay, creativity. These are the creative things: the story, the characters. How you know how creative was it as a narrative, as a, as a piece of fiction? So, as we said, very similar to Greek myths, um, the idea that Skirnir went on uh, went on Frey's behalf for no reason as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, the dad was quite funny how he like didn't want to have an emotional conversation with his son, so he got someone else to do it. Yes. Um, uh, hey, the yeah, objects are pretty creative, like the sword, yes. the fights on his own, the horse. I think the sword, the horse, and the ring, yes. that's, uh, and the apples. And also, it connects to other myths in that way. All these artifacts that appear in other things. Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's, that's a good thing about Greek and Norse myth, where like, the interconnectivity of it all. Um, apart from that, um, creativity. Um, the idea that uh, he has to wait nine days, but that's not really that creative. No, um, not really. I compared to others, there's not that much going on. I think it's slightly yeah. below average, so I think it's probably fourth. a fourth. Yeah, yeah, I think four. Right, and then we've got the WTF. Okay, major points for emotionally uh, emotionally distant dad. You got um, uh, actually his lack of love from his dad is probably the reason why he's trying to force this girl to fall in love with him, and that's going to yeah. be his hollow as, as uh, the relationship that he's had with his father. It's all connected. It's daddy issues. It's daddy issues. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's just... another point for creativity because like, that's, that's like, that's actually like, it. Honest, I, think even, I think even with that, it's still a four. Yeah, I mean, I was yeah. thinking it's actually probably more of a... Um, WTF though, it's, it's not that high. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's a small myth. It's only really got one big WTF and that is the whole blackmail threats to make her marry him. And the small ones, the fact that he didn't go himself, the fact that yeah. he saw her, from, he's watched her from afar, which is a bit creepy, but not... Yeah, it's pretty creepy. Yeah. It's pretty WTF. Um, but again, not lots. Maybe, honestly, I think maybe it, there's no deaths here, which is very, very rare. So maybe a two or a three. Three, maybe. I think a three. Yeah, yeah. I think a three. So that's five for life skills, five for morals, four for creativity, and three for WTF, which is 17. 17. Hey, so it's a, small, uh, it's a small little myth. It's interesting though because we've learned a bit more about Frey. We don't really know much about him. Now we know he's an arsehole. <laughs> well, and actually, Frey's—he's not the worst, but he's a bit creepy. And do you know what I mean? And uh, he's maybe not great emotionally. It seems. Yes, I think he might be a bit emotionally um, scarce. But um, uh, but yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for that. Uh, hope you did. You enjoy it, Dan? I did enjoy that. Yeah. Well, let's, um, uh, if, if people want to get in touch, you can email us at misspodcast.gmail.com. You can give us uh, five stars on iTunes. Please do that. It absolutely helps us. And you can follow us at Miss Podcast on Twitter and uh, the Misfit page on Facebook. If you do that, we'll put up some polls to see how weird I am in the next week. That'll be fun, won't it, Dan? That will be fun, yeah. Can you guess the percentage of people that will uh, pick that I'm weird? 76%. That's actually lower than four, because I think it's going to be a strict 96%. <laughs> but, uh, um, Dan, have you got any parting messages to say before the end of the podcast? Um, yeah, uh, don't blackmail people with threats, because um, that's not love. <laughs> and we found out the hard way, didn't we? Yeah, we did. But hey, look, I wish we... Yeah, where was this myth a couple of years ago? <laughs> 
And uh, thank you so much for listening. I've been Matt Hoss, and Dan's going to get back to wanking right now. And we'll see you very soon. Bye. Bye. Myths. Myths. In the Gleifgingen, uh, how am I saying What's that? that? Oh, yeah, um, I don't think it matters because I think it's, um, uh, I think it's uh, a reference to something. So uh, I'll say uh, how it's pronounced, but it's going to sound homophobic. In the in the Gleifgingen, <laughs> the god then sends Sindir to woo the maiden, promising a reward for his effort. Um, you haven't done what I normally do, like I did last episode, Matt, where I quickly skim read it and take out all this shit that we don't need. Uh, Dan, I would push for time, and it was, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, uh, and my, I don't have a working computer, so this is pretty good, in all fairness. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to just vibe it, or... Um... Hang on, hang on. Let me read it and then I'll vibe it. We might have to go back this whole thing again. I'm going to get rid of it because I, I messed up when I got to that weird word as well. I'm still going to say Jai Fagging though because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs>